Luxury is meant to be livable. Discover the new leather collection at Ashley with premium quality leather sofas, recliners, and more, all built to last. No matter how many spills, scuffs, or pet-related mishaps come its way, the leather collection at Ashley is made with the durability you need for the whole family. Shop the new leather collection at Ashley and find chairs starting at $499.99 and sofas for $599.99. Ashley, for the love of home. Hey, does anyone want to learn French with me? Because I've decided in 2024 that I want to learn French. And thankfully, I have Rosetta Stone. So you better hop on and so we can learn French together. Rosetta Stone has the amazing true accent feature, which is so helpful, especially in French. You get feedback on how well you're actually pronouncing words. Plus, they have 25 languages to choose from. So if you're not going to learn French with me, I'm sure you can find some other people who will learn a language with you. But I'm on the French team this year. Come on, folks, join me. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, and that's why we drink listeners, can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash drink. That's rosettastone.com slash drink. Welcome to our first epi- real episode in October, Spooky Ookie Season. Spooky Ookie Season, Spocky October. Nope, Look never mind. Look at this. What does it say? It's the Great Pumpkin sweatshirt that I got from ModCloth. It says the Great Pumpkin is coming. It's my favorite fall sweatshirt. You know what I learned today about Linus? What's that? Is that Linus? I think so. Yes. His last name is Van Pelt. Oh, that's cute. Why on earth did you learn that today? It's noon. <laughs> like, where did you learn this? On Wikipedia. I don't know how I oh, got dear there, God. though. Listen, um, we spend our time very wisely. Speaking of things I found online, I was... Well, I didn't find it online, but I gathered... Uh, I just wanted, I just want to tell everyone. I want everyone to be as involved as Christine is in my personal life. Oh, great. And You'll Run away, guys. <laughs> run for the hills before... Trust me. It's she, too late. She knows better, so she's telling you. Uh, I wanted to announce to everyone my top ten that i sent you oh god here we go so it was 3 a.m i got bored so i decided i was going to create my top 10 celebrity list Mm -hmm. of all the uh women i would gladly marry Mm -hmm. um so here it is christine's already heard it but i would like you thought you were gonna say christine's number three on here i was like yeah that sounds about right (laughs) she's actually 11 out of 10 barely (laughs) almost made it i'm working hard to reach that list uh i do want your opinion though because i I like your take on these things i already gave you my opinion you might have changed them here we go I just want people to know, like, you know, what's going on in my heart. Uh, obviously, I'm in love with Brie Larson. We know. So. We know that. Um, this is in no particular order, by the way. And the next one is uh, Reese Witherspoon. Sure. Good answer. Who I've loved since I was six years old. So um, that's nothing new. Part of her little book club. Love it. Rachel McAdams, I believe, is timeless. She's, like, one of the most beautiful people on, in the world. She can do no wrong. I'm she pretty really sure. She really is gorgeous. Gal Gadot. Duh. Duh. Um, Elizabeth Olsen, who plays Scarlet Witch. Sure. Um, she's pretty great. Jennifer Aniston, another timeless babe. Oh, God. Uh, Amelia Clark. Oh, yeah, that's a good one. Emma Watson. Always timeless. And then these two ended up making it on the list that night, although they are interchangeable with a few others. Uh, so at the, at 3 a.m. that night, I picked Megan Fox and Haley Atwell, who plays Peggy Carter, mm-hmm. Captain America's girlfriend. Um, but I also am a big fan of Letitia Wright and Laverne Cox. Sorry, you actually hit 10, so. Okay. <laughs> but I realized what I ha- what all of them have in common. What? Because they're all kind of like, they all look a little different in some ways, but I like figured out like. What? 
Okay, so here's the here's the combo. Here's the Tell secret me. recipe to my winning my love. They all have a great jawline. Uh-huh, important. They all have the trifecta combo of good eyebrows, can pull off dark red lipstick, and have the ability to smolder. Mm, smoldering. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have uh, the the hourglass waist to hip ratio, and they're all uh, they all play characters that are uh, confident women. Okay, good. So I've hit maybe not one of those. I maybe had some decent eyebrows in high school. So that's about as far as I got on. That's that as far list. as you. Sorry, go. I'm yeah. never gonna make it on M's list. And that jawline, forget about <laughs> it, Christine. Listen, when I was younger, people used to make fun of my jawline and say I looked like the guy from AFI because it was like <laughs> so pronounced. <laughs> Because, like, I always have had kind of an aggressive jawline, and people... Look, apparently to... that's what I want. I am telling you. All okay, right. Okay, so that's one more check on the list. All right, there you go. You're Look at closer this. up there to Megan Fox now. <laughs> Finally. <laughs> it's all you've ever wanted. I, uh... Listen, I, I, I could... I can't even count the number of guys that, like, I've either had crushes on or dated who are just obsessed with Megan Fox. I feel like that's the most, like, our generation high school boy thing ever. I know. I know. And so I, I've all, I have always tried to live up to Megan Fox. And guess what? You Here know, I am doing a free radio show in a sweatshirt with no bronze. So, you know what? I think I've made it pretty far. And you have at least one thing in common with Megan Fox, which is you're sometimes confident. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> including right now this is the peak of my confidence anyway uh i only wanted to share that because i've been sharing that list with everybody i think you were the one of the first people i texted and then oh, it was wow, th- i feel special now it was 3 a.m and you didn't respond for some reason so i kept sending it to everyone so i just thought everyone else should be involved i'm really well. happy for you <laughs> <laughs> anyway let me know if you end up finding your top 10 list i'm sure people would want to hear that uh yeah i actually started thinking about it when you sent me that so i'm gonna work like refine it do you have a main person not really it's been i feel like it's changed a lot i need to like really think about it before me. I, <clears throat> well obviously it's listen it's your waist to hip ratio i just can't control myself listen i <laughs> i play a character of confidence so. I, well that's for sure um I also wanted to add before we get started that um, uh, so we posted our listener episode on YouTube and I had made I was very proud of my like Halloween logo that I yeah. made and I sent it to my brother like before the video posted and he was like why does it say thote and I was like what do you mean and he's like that pumpkin makes it look like an O instead of and that's why we drink and I was like oh shit and so then I was like well that maybe it'll be funny I don't know and so I posted it with the caveat in the description that we, thoughts we understand why we drink. is that how you say it i thought it was thought no thought oh <laughs> i must two mistakes in one I'm a thousand i'm sorry okay? no thought thoughties i thought it was th- okay whatever listen i don't know but everyone keeps commenting about it i'm like i know i put it in the show description i'm sorry we're gonna pretend i did it on purpose to be funny if you don't know what that word is go look at urban dictionary because i'm not here to explain it to you i'm too old (laughs) i'm almost 30 leave me alone so i'm sorry but i'm not changing it because it took me way too long to figure out how to do photoshop so that's that i mean look i've always wanted to be associated with thoughts in the title of my i thought it was i promise it's not fuck okay well (laughs) obviously i don't know anything I love this. Food, there's a podcast with Food for Thought. Food for Thought. That's hysterical. I don't even know what they are, so I'm not endorsing whatever this is. I just <laughs> saw it on, on Google. Uh, uh, other than that, is there anything going on in your life, Christine? Um, yeah. That you want to share? Well, a couple of things. I wanted to let you know that something really magical has happened um, in a game I play called Stardew Valley. Um, okay. I've been blessed with a second child. 
and uh, my wife and I, um, I mean, her name's Emily. Don't get it in your head. Don't. Please um, don't. Emily and I, she has blue hair. It's a whole thing. And she has a parrot. But anyway, so Emily and I got married and we adopted a child. Our first child was named Wumbus the Third after my um, void chicken and cow. And um, then I just was blessed with a second child and it said, Christine, sweetie, or X-Teen, sorry, that's my name in the, in the game. X-Teen, sweetie, what would you like to name our second child? And I thought, you know, I'm going to name my child M. Jun- no, you didn't. M Jr. And so now little M Jr. and I have, are bonding. Well, uh, wait a minute. Well, that's actually precious. And you're this cute little boy. And that's you the truth. And you run around the house really fast and it scares me, so I have to leave the house that's a lot. That's exactly how it used to be, too. So... <laughs> And, you and my mom have something to text about now. <laughs> and so I just wanted to let you know I named my second born after you. Oh, that's so precious. I did not see that coming. I'm doing this now so that in a few years I don't actually have to name my child after you. That hurts. <laughs> Never mind. I went from precious to just downright mean. I'm just kidding. But, but here's the thing. I used to – I don't understand this game at all. Christine and Eva both play it, and I hear them talk about the most, like, like acid trip experiences. I'm like, oh, well, <laughs> Grandpa came to visit me in the Diamond Cave, and I was like, what's happening? Like, what tales are you telling under a bridge? He was like, I gave Sebastian some sashimi. It's his favorite food. I think we're going to get married. I, the only story I've been able to retain somehow <laughs> is that Eva walked up to a different... This is me saying it without understanding uh-huh. the concept I at all. I can't wait. It sounds to me that once you your character in the game is, like, destined for one other person, like your soulmate, <laughs> and the only way to, like... Let the soulmate know that your their soulmate is to throw food at them. <laughs> yeah. And so, at one point, Eva found this the, her soulmate in the game named Sebastian, and she walked around with a giant plate of spaghetti, <laughs> and then like threw it at Sebastian. And now they're like, like Matt. What's the thing in Twilight where you're like connected for oh, life yeah, or you're something? Like bonded. I don't remember it the sound, word. It sounds like it's that kind of game. Well, but I will- apparently Christine bonded with some girl named Emily with blue hair. She had a parrot. I couldn't help myself. But even I did learn that you can divorce people in the game. And so I want to really recreate your childhood. And I'm going to divorce your mother. Oh, okay. And, sure. Let's do it. Let's make it maybe weird. maybe bring Sebastian into the picture. That would be actually very akin to my, Thank you. my childhood. I'm trying very hard. There would be so- somehow. I don't know how, but I the drama sounds <laughs> at the right level. But... I hope the parrot stays. I don't think the parrot's going to stay if I get rid of uh, Emily. But Well... Who knows? Custody is a tricky thing. But (laughs) because I don't understand this game at all, by you naming a character after me, I'm now almost like obligated to actually learn what this I think it's more fun if you don't, though. It's more fun for me. Just let me know when I start throwing spaghetti at people. Yeah. Or when they throw spaghetti at me. I want to know who I'm bonded to. Yeah, 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 yeah. I will say this. if, If you're like... Most people on the planet, including M, you're like, what are they talking about? Skip, skip, skip. Uh, <laughs> this is a game on the Switch that a lot of you recommended on Twitter. And I've even I've both become like deeply obsessed to the point where I'll be on it like two. And it's like Eva has joined and is online. And I'm like, thank God it's not just me. <laughs> so it's a very fun game. And I don't have a Switch and I, I'm not really like a, like a, into video games at all. And so the two of them. It's really bad. When we were traveling, they would just <laughs> have the M. most. 
I'm telling you the most psychedelic conversations I've ever heard. <laughs> and I had to sit in a goddamn car with them. You were like having fever dreams on fever dreams. You're like, what are you guys talking about? So anyway. So that's that. If you're lost, you're not alone because I too am lost. That's the update. We're all lost. I am. I will say I'm very honored that something Aww. is named after me in your life. So thank you. You're welcome. Now I've got to name something after you. That's awkward. I know. Okay. Sorry. We just had a little jump cut here. Um. I don't know, because I had to ask him if this was, like, appropriate conversation. I don't know. But um, I did want to add, in addition to, I probably should have said this before, my Stardew Valley updates. Yeah, it would have <laughs> boded well if we said the sad thing first. <laughs> the oh. sad thing, right. But, um, unfortunately, this weekend, past weekend, my, my Oma passed away in Austria. And um, it was very, I, I don't know. We're recording late because of this, and I apologize to Em and Eva for editing. Um, but it was just a rough weekend and, um, I took it a lot harder than I thought because we knew she was sick for a long time. She's been sick for 14 years with like Alzheimer's and dementia. That sucks. And so like we've known for a very long time that this was coming, but for whatever reason on Saturday, it was like the, honestly, I think the reason it hit me so hard is I was, this is just, I don't even know how to wrap my brain around this, but I was fine all morning and Blaze and I were, Blaze had the day off. So we were like running around doing stuff hanging out I did some laundry I threw the laundry in, and then all of a sudden I got like so overwhelmed with like full panic and I was like blaze I need to leave the house so we went for a walk with the dogs and like on the walk I started like hyperventilating and blaze is like what's going on and I was like I don't know I think I'm having like I mean I have panic disorder but I haven't had a real like like I have anxiety attacks but not like a real panic attack in years and so I was like years maybe is an exaggeration <laughs> in like minutes maybe uh, maybe minutes and so I had this, like, I was like, I can't breathe. Like, my ch- my heart is racing. I was like, I'm going to die of a heart attack. And Blaze is like, you're fine. You're fine. Like, we'll get you home. And so we got home. I was like, okay, I don't know what's going on. I think I'm having, like, a real meltdown. Like, breakdown. I don't know what's going on. And I, like, lay down in bed and just had this, like, I mean, full-blown meltdown. Like, conniption. Like, Blaze was like, oh, dear God. And, like, he's seen me at my worst. Mostly at my best. But also at my worst. <laughs> I wish. I can't wait for the day where I see that. <laughs> My best? Your best. It's never going to happen. Um, Even your most mediocre would, you just, would suffice. You look at this jawline and you be happy, okay? <laughs> <laughs> and there's the confidence. There it is. It's back. Yeah. M draws it out of me. <laughs> but I had this, like, meltdown, and it was, like, 6 o'clock, and I just, I, like, started, like, I mean, like, dry heaving. Like, I was full-blown panic, and was like, what's, like, everything's fine, everything's fine. And I was like, it's not. He's like, what do you mean? And I was like, my grandma died. And he's like... What do you, he's like, no, no, everything's fine. Like, just lay down. He, like, got me a clonopin. He was like, here you go. And I was like, this is love. He brought me, like, a, a LaCroix <laughs> and a clonopin. And, like, after a few minutes, I finally, like, settled down. I was like, whoa, sorry. I felt it. And I kept saying, I'm not here. Like, I'm just, dis- like, I have also, <laughs> you're learning a lot about me. I have, like, dissociative problems. And so I was, like, f- I was, like, out of my body. And I was like, I'm not here. Like, I feel like I'm in a well. And he was like, Jesus Christ. Like, he was getting really freaked out. Like, like- Quite a fast <sighs> trip. It was down yeah. a deep well. Yeah, I just like felt like I got sucked into like, and I was like, I, it's, I, I, it doesn't matter. But I was freaking out, and so finally I calmed down. And I was like, God, sorry. I'm like, I'm back. I'm sorry. I don't know what happened. And he was just laying with me. And then like 20 minutes later, I got a text from my uncle that was like, Okay, I just want to let everyone know that like Grandma just passed away about like half an hour ago, 3 a.m. their time, which is, Oof. and then I like Googled it, and it was like wow. 6:05 p.m. our time, and I was like. 
And I looked at Blaze and he was like, I was like, I told you. And he was like, how'd you know? I was like, I don't know. I just knew. And it was really weird because I was like, I didn't think it was going to be like that. You know, it was it was a happy thing in a way because like she was really not in a good place and everything. But it was just so weirdly. I don't know. I felt like this is I felt like I was not here. Like it was very weird. And I think it just scared me a lot. Um, And so anyway, so my my mom passed away. I'm unfortunately unable to make to the funeral. Um, but she was, a she was a great lady and, um, she's up with my grandpa now. What's your favorite story about her? Um, hmm. My mom actually, I called my mom and we were talking about her and, um, it's my dad's mom, but my mom back in the nineties when they first met, they, she visited Austria to meet her new husband, like my dad's parents. And she was like, I was so nervous. And I went and I bought a bouquet of flowers Oh my god! It just got really dark in here. The cla- it's your <laughs> listen. Your Oma, say something nice quick. Oh god! Yeah, I know. She's like, I don't like this story. My grandma or my mom showed up with this bouquet of flowers, and she's like, but it was so cold, and like the heater wasn't working, that the flowers froze in the car, and so she showed up with these like frozen flowers, <laughs> and my grandma was like, thank you, and apparently she, my grandma, like pretended that they were perfectly fine, and like put them in a vase, and was like. They're so beautiful. And my mom's like, they were just like dead and frozen. And oh, like, no. <laughs> she's like, that's kind of um, foreshadowing maybe for the marriage. But sure. <laughs> in any case. Yeah. So I don't know. I didn't know them as well as most of my cousins, which is also why I'm a little bit weirded out that I like had that weird like, connection. Yeah. Do you think she was a spiritual person? That it actually weirdly in my family run. That's the fa- side of the family where like my aunt always has weird dreams about what everyone's doing. And like. I often dream, like, my grandpa comes to me a lot in my dreams. Like, that whole family is just kind of in this weird, like, dimension where they're all, like, it's very weird. I don't know. And I never felt like I was part of that. So, and well, I, she proved you wrong. Apparently, she, proved she you're showed wrong. up and gave me a freaking panic attack. So, thanks. Well, your mom gave her frozen flowers. So, <laughs> Maybe it was all to tit get for tat. Me. Anyway, I know that was long. I'm sorry. I just wanted to throw it out there because uh, I feel like by next week, you know. We'll have moved on, and sure. I just wanted to give her a little shout out. And oh, look, and the the lights coming back. Holy cannoli! Anyway, I All hope right. Oma and Opa are happy and healthy. Together, All right, and together. All right. All right. Sounds good. Thanks for letting me share that. Yeah, I feel like we're in a sharing circle. I love a good sharing circle. I'll pass the talking stick to you. Ooh. The talking frozen flat bouquet. To Nothing you. I love more than a frozen bouquet. <laughs> This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace, the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Everyone knows the holidays can take a toll on your bank account. If you're looking for creative ways to increase revenue, then get started with Squarespace's new feature, Squarespace Courses. Squarespace has the tools you need to create and sell your own online course. Start with a professional layout that fits your brand, upload video lessons to teach techniques and skills, and tailor your course with the powerful built-in Fluid Engine Editor. With Squarespace courses, you can create engaging content your audience will love, then simply add a paywall and set the price. Plus, you can charge a one-time fee or sell subscriptions. Turn your creativity into income with Squarespace courses. Head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to www.squarespace.com slash drink to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. 
It feels very fitting that Juniper is currently sitting on my lap uh, because we all want our cats to be healthy and happy because when they're happy, we're happy. But because we're not mind readers, we don't always know when they're unwell. And in my experience, cats are not the most, you know, open when it comes to sharing their woes. And there goes Juni, literally jumped right off me. So helping us keep tabs on our cat's health is just one reason you should use Pretty Litter. Pretty Litter's ultra absorbent crystals trap odor instantly. No more cat bathroom smell, thank God. Pretty Litter's super light crystal base also minimizes mess and dust. Plus, the crystals last up to a month, which means less scooping and fewer trips to the garbage can for Blaze, because that's his job. Here's the coolest thing about Pretty Litter. It changes colors to help monitor early signs of potential illness in our cats, including urinary tract infections and kidney issues, and Pretty Litter ships free right to your door in a small, lightweight bag. Pretty Litter has changed the game. The litter box is right near Leona's room, and so it is very delightful to not have that litter smell all the time when she's taking a nap. Plus, we can rest easy knowing that Juniper and his little kidneys are healthy. Pretty Litter helps keep tabs on my cat's health and keeps odors down. You and your cat are going to love Pretty Litter as much as we do. Go to prettylitter.com slash ATWWD and use code ATWWD to save 20% on your first order. That's prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD to save 20%. prettylitter.com slash ATWWD code ATWWD. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Okay, so my story is one you're gonna like. Oh, I, I'm already. Thank af- God, it better be. I'm afraid you already looked at the title of it. I did didn't. You? No. Oh, okay, that's interesting. I my, like, you're usually sneaky on the eyes. No, I sometimes I do, but now I I blur my eyes. If I happen to look at your computer, I intentionally blur my eyes like a crazy person because I know other- otherwise I'll like accidentally read it. Oh, good. I haven't seen it. Uh, well, I mentioned it by accident. Not by accident. It was in my notes, so pretty intentionally. <laughs> no, most but, of the things, even if they're in our notes, most of the things we say are accidental. Well, I, I mentioned it. It might have been last week's story. I, I'm having a hard time remembering where I place it in my notes. But um, you mentioned that you told me to cover it a long time ago, <gasps> and I had never Is had. Is it from Loveland? Yeah. Ooh, the Loveland frog person, yes. right? So, oh, my God. Oh, my God. I'm excited. So this is the Loveland Frogman. The Loveland Frogman. Slash the Loveland Frogmen. Oh. See, I don't know anything about it because I remember when we first started the podcast, my dad's friend Patrick, who they play pink, they play tape, sorry, table tennis together. They started a table tennis club. It's a whole thing. But he lives in Loveland and he told my dad, like, you have to tell Christina or he's like, can I have Christina's email address? I have to speak to her. And I was like, sure, here's her social security number and phone number, et cetera. <laughs> and so Patrick Hinder wrote to me and said, you need to cover this Loveland. And it, we were two weeks into the show and I was like, I don't even know oh, anything okay. about this or I don't even do paranormal. So anyway, well, we're finally here, Patrick. Finally here. It's not too long of a story, but it's still good. Okay. Um, so this is an urban legend in Loveland, Ohio. Woo, woo. It's also known sometimes as the Loveland Lizard. Okay. Fun fact. Usually, I feel like with urban legends, everyone has a story about seeing the creature. Right. But apparently this cryptid, they only really fall back on three different reports or three different sightings. So the first... Really? Yeah. So the first time that the Loveland frogmen were seen was in 1955, also the year that um, Marty McFly's parents fell in love. I mean, look at that. I'm not saying, I'm just saying. It can't be a coincidence, right? If it was on November 5th, 1955, that day was bananas. That's Gio's birthday. I mean, listen, listen, that's why for a Scorpio, it worked out because there was a little back to the future. Love <laughs> that's there. True. Um, so 1955, this was along the little Miami river. I know you've heard of the little Miami. Yes, river. it runs through Cincinnati. It blows my mind as someone who did never lived anywhere near Ohio. I always think Miami, Florida. And when I first met you and you kept telling me that 
Blaze went to Miami. I was like, I don't get how you fucking met then. In Florida, no. I never understood. Yeah, it's sad. We have to say Miami, Ohio, to be clear that we're not. I never got it because you Miami. would always tell the story. And at some point I was like, I just have to pretend like I understand. Oh, no. Because you were like, oh, yeah, well, he went to Miami. And so we always met. Like, obviously, you know. Like, well, I'm from I'm from Cincinnati and he went to Miami. <laughs> so we always we were, you know, we were so close. And I was like, what? No, you weren't. I just flew. Idiot. <laughs> idiot. No wonder I'm... you have all those Delta Sky miles, idiot. <laughs> no. I was so confused. And eventually I was just like, apparently they just really had no problem. It traveling. was like, a, a, I believe, a Native American tribe. And so. The, the name yeah. is i hear you but yes it is it is confusing i agree but every th- when i was reading my notes it kept saying little miami river and i was like oh, every blaze. time i just think of my confusion for the first full That's year hysterical. that we were friends oh my god i didn't know that sorry no it's it's fine it's a very confusing just person. if you are not from the area miami is also in ohio it's not <laughs> just florida um, so it's along the Little Miami River, uh, 1955, and the first story goes that a local businessman uh, saw three frog-like men with leathery skin, webbed hands and feet at the side of the road. Okay. Um, the businessman watches them talk to each other, and then one of them lifts up a cylindrical metal object Ew. and holds it like a wand and sparks fly out of it. <laughs> and the businessman runs away. And the guy's like, no, like my shocks of my car broke in this house. <laughs> <laughs> you asshole. So there's different, that's literally the whole first story. So okay. the, the different versions uh, of that story, some say that it was an unnamed road. Some say it was in the neighborhood called Branch Hill. Some say it was on a bridge. Um, it probably was on a bridge. That seems to be most of the storylines. But yeah. there are so many bridges near the river that it's impossible to oh. know which one. So the entire story is a guy somewhere seeing it's very vague and you don't even know the name of the guy you don't know the date all you know is it's 1955 okay so there's already a lot of plot holes there of not being able to figure out any details or corroborated it in any way right a lot so uh, the original story was that oh there's these humanoid frogs running around but (laughs) because of the cylindrical metal object or the wand that immediately started swaying people to suggest that the creatures were extraterrestrials aliens so it's a cryptid slash alien, depending on what part of the story you're focused on. Okay. Um, so the next uh, story or the next sighting was several years later in 1972. This one was on March 3rd at 1 a.m. So already a lot more detail. Mm-hmm. Um, the Loveland Police Department had an officer named Ray Shockey who was driving on Riverside Drive. And apparently he saw an unidentified animal run in front of his car and he stopped his car before hitting it. Uh-oh. But in his headlights, he did see that the creature was four feet tall. Um, It was 60 pounds and had leathery skin. Around 60 pounds. Uh, So Ray went to the police station and drove. He he was like freaked out. He uh, drove back with his friend and his friend was named Officer Mark Matthews. He ended up going back to the police station and trying to get one of his friends because apparently after he almost hit the creature with his car, the creature moved around the car and then crouched like a frog and then it stood upright climbed over the guardrail while staring at him oh and then headed towards the river so that was enough to make him want to go to the police station and bring someone back there to look around right um and some variations when of the story when they did come back to when they came back to the site where he saw this creature the whole area smelled like almonds and alfalfa 
Oh, whoa, what a specific... So I guess that's part of the legend now. If you smell almonds or alfalfa, that means that a frogman is near. That or someone's been poisoned with cyanide. (sighs) Or that. Let's remember that. Both pretty awful. Both are terrible and leave the vicinity. (laughs) Maybe don't don't stay in Ohio. If you smell almonds, run and run fast. (laughs) Um, So when they went back to the location where Ray Shockey saw this creature... They did find scratch marks and scrape marks leading down towards the river um, where the creature had run off. And that was all that they found. It could have been from anything, but true, could have also been from this thing. Um, Mark Matthews, his friend, said, quote, Naturally, I didn't believe him, but I could somehow tell from his demeanor that he did see something. It's like that same with Zanfretto where they're like, I know this guy, like something shook him up. Yeah, right? something's like, not right. Okay. Even if it's not, I don't know what it is, but... Clearly something to really get him stirred up. So then two weeks later, Mark Matthews actually had his own experience where he saw an unidentified animal dead in the road. And so he went to move it to the side of the road to stay away from traffic. But as soon as he opened the car door, his car door to get out, the door squeaked open and the animal freaked out and got up trying to run away because it heard a loud sound. The animal also crouched um, like he was a football player, allegedly. (laughs) Okay. And then he tried climbing over the guardrail again. But Mark Matthews freaked out and he didn't know what to do. He just knew it was an unidentified animal. It freaked out his friend two weeks prior. So he shot it. No, I was like, I know where this is going. But it escaped. (gasps) Uh, Mark assumed that it must have died later of the bullet wound or um, eventually just from the cold weather because this was... Uh, it was still icy outside, wow. apparently. Um, these encounters, the the two from Ray and Mark, right. they uh, have much more detail. They have exact dates, times, and Matthews is a witness to mm. Ray Shockey. So some say that Ray Shockey is actually a fake alias for a, uh, the actual cop who just didn't want to be known by the story. And they just picked a random name. And they're like, oh, his name's Ray Shockey. And so that became the legendary cop that saw him. But it's just an anonymous random name that they assigned him okay but there was i guess there i think it was on skeptoid podcast um they tried to do as much research as they could and they did find a ray shockey who was quote born in loveland in 1928 and died in loveland in 2014 oh who served on the loveland police department for 40 (gasps) years no way beginning in 1971 the year before the sighting no way so he was a newbie so he probably he probably existed yeah that's cool okay in 1999, um, Mark Matthews actually, I guess, changed his tune, and he explained that he was tired about talking about the frogman, and what he actually just saw was an iguana. He <laughs> can't come up with a better story than an iguana. So both in Ohio in the frozen temperatures exactly. of December. Okay, and so, but both men did confirm originally that they saw an, an upright humanoid lizard. That they even both had sketches made of oh, their wow. sightings. And, like, they were both giant frogmen. They were bipedal, leathery skin. So now he's just saying it's an iguana. It's like that thing where people just won't leave you alone. So you're like, I don't even, I wish I'd never said anything. That's what the internet thinks happens. I said he's he's backing away from it now. And that's because what we think, I bet. That's what I think. That's what we think. <laughs> I'm always going to be on the side of the, the believer. The weirder story. <laughs> so uh, in 2001, during an email interview, Mark Matthews actually spoke even more openly about it. this was two years after he said it was just an iguana and um he explained that the incident was quote habitually blown out of proportion okay. he also said 
It was and is no monster. It was not leathery or had wet matted fur. First of all, no one said that to begin with, but okay. <laughs> You're just adding more specifics to this. So <laughs> You're making me... it weirder. You're yeah, making it weirder. exactly. It was not three to five feet tall. It did not stand erect. The animal I saw was obviously some type of lizard that someone had as a pet that uh... either got too large for its aquarium or escaped by accident or they simply got tired of it. It was less than three feet in length, ran across the road, and was probably blinded by my headlights. It presented no aggressive action. So he's just making up a whole, I don't know if he's making it up, but he's, he's telling, telling a whole other story now. Okay. Which is also really sad. Like, when someone just dumped their pet. I don't like that. Yeah, it doesn't make it better. It just makes it sad, sad and, and different scared way. and got shot. Like, I don't like that. Yeah, exactly. Okay. Um, so people assume he's was either freaked out by the creature or just tired of being, like, a spectacle in right, the news. Right. So he's just changing the story. But he could also be telling the truth. There's really no proof either sure. one way or the other. Um, in 2016, he like stood his ground again and he contacted wcpo he WCPO. reached out to them because apparently they ran a story about him got it or about the loveland frogman and he said the creature again did not walk up walk upright it walked on all fours he was quoted saying it's a big hoax there's a logical explanation for everything he says again that it was probably just an escaped pet that was living uh by a nearby factory just like for its Aww. warm pipes because Aww. it was still cold outside um but in that same year, on August 3rd in 2016, the era of Pokemon Go, oh. uh, two teenagers, uh, Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend, were playing Pokemon Go between uh, Madeira Road and Madeira. Lake Madeira That's Road. That's where Renee grew up. Oh, well, there you go. Aw. History is happening. How precious. Uh, Madeira Road and Lake Isabella. Oh, my God. Sorry. That's where we'd go on Mother's Day every year. Oh, so go sweet. fishing. <laughs> well, apparently. Uh-oh. <laughs> Sam Jacobs and his girlfriend were playing Pokemon Go in that area, and that's when they saw a giant frog near um, the lake that apparently, quote, stood up and walked on its hind legs. Oh, sorry. That was me. I was <laughs> it was Mother's Day. It was actually just a, someone, like, really, like, reenacting Pokemon <laughs> I Go. I went through a hard time in high school, okay? <laughs> my skin was a little bit leathery. Leave me alone. <laughs> Dare I mention that I nicknamed you Kermit in my phone. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Listen, I'm getting a lot of shit about my jawline. About, well, I talked... I Kermit the Frog in. has a great jawline. What are you talking Thank about? Thank you. It's not easy being green. It's not. I tell you what. So Sam Jacobs was quoted saying, We saw a huge frog near the water, an actual giant frog. I took a couple pictures and videos because I'd never seen one that big. Then the thing stood up and walked Ugh. on its hind legs. I swear on my grandmother's grave that this is the <gasps> truth. I'm not sure whether it was a frogman or just a giant frog. Either way, I've never seen anything Ew. like it. And it walked on its... Walking even if away it's on a its... giant frog, like... Yeah absolutely not not okay so there have been a few other reports that aren't really taken seriously but if you really wanted to argue that the frogman is real then mm -hmm. these stories usually come into play um one report is right after mark matthews had his experience there was a local farmer that reported a large frog-like or lizard-like creature during the same month um he said that its eyes were large and circular the skin was a pale greenish gray mm. and its mouth was wide with sharp teeth Ooh question real quick yeah did we did they did the first pokemon go guy ever post the photos anywhere like uh i think he did i couldn't find it um it's a lot of people suggest it's a hoax though so sure okay i don't know how like if you're gonna say oh i took videos and photos like you better step up i'm and sure you can find it online give somewhere okay i i just i couldn't find sure, it sure okay I didn't know if we were going to green screen it. No, no, no. <laughs> Frogman. I'm sure I'll green screen <laughs> some, footage. something. <laughs> There'll be something we'll here. We'll film it ourselves. 
I'll just... Actually, we'll just put a picture of Kermit the Frog. You put me dancing. Just do the video of Kermit dancing. <laughs> the one that I always post. I always send you. Oh, you just do me dancing. It's easier to film. Do a side-by-side. Oh, no. Um, so, also in 1955, all the way back in the very first year when there was a sighting of the Frogman, apparently there is a story of a woman named Miss, Mrs. Johnson who was swimming in the Ohio River in Evansville, Indiana. Big mistake. Well, while swimming... There was a creature that attacked her from under the water. Told you. And tried pulling her down by her leg. Oh, my God. Eventually, she was able to kick away after a lot of struggle and swam to shore. But there were contusions in her leg and a green palm print (gasps) that seemed to stain her skin for days. Ew. So, and for some reason, that is the loved one frogman. Um, But there, a lot of the arguments are that... Yeah, the little, like, I think the main connection is that the little Miami River drains into the Ohio River. Mm-hmm. And so they think, like, oh, well, he could just be swimming around in all the water and <laughs> just grab you. Like lazy rivering down on right. the inner tube. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, basically, like, there was never any sign that he was aggressive. There's never been any story like that before. Right. And uh, Evansville is, like, 240 miles away from yeah. the other sightings. Um, they just kind of threw it in i guess because only a couple months before there was this the stories sure. began of this loveland frogman so i think it just kind of got connected that way uh-huh but it was so distance wise far away and it was the only thing we have of it showing any aggression so it doesn't really sound right like it's mo if you will Weird. um but well, if there were multiple too remember like they said right at the right, beginning right. if there were multiple maybe they were just spread out with, maybe but I, also the biggest argument is like, okay, well, you were in the Ohio River where there's massive catfish and snapping turtles. Yeah, it's not a great place to go swimming. It's and also quite dirty. A green handprint could be just be like a series of bruises from getting attacked. True. So the, the argument is not but strong. by a hand? I don't know. Oh, God. I don't know. Yeah, Either don't way, know. it's I don't fucked know. up. If there's a person down there, it's also scary. <laughs> yeah, I'm just oh, going to be terrifying. honest. But, uh, but yeah, so... It's not usually a, a strong argument, but if you're trying to find additional arguments, it's used. Um, allegedly, there's no Native American folklore of this creature. I'm pretty sure there is no Native American folklore. I don't want to come off as ignorant, though. There is an alleged story of a creature like this. And I say alleged because there's a lot of talk that there was never folklore about this until the frogman uh, showed up and now they're trying to like use corroborating folklore. they're like creating it. a folklore Got it. to like a backstory to thing. validate yeah it sounds like there was no story until there was a frogman and then they're like oh yeah well you know this doesn't this happen. haven't you heard right exactly mm. so the alleged folklore is of a creature named shauna hawk oh. um, which apparently means river demon oh well there you go. The stories of this creature uh, start in the 17th century when the Shawnee and Twite tribes warned French settlers about it. Apparently, Shauna Hawk, it's S-H-A-W-N-A-H-O-O-C. Uh, Shauna Hawk apparently is a large bipedal reptile that lives in the Little Miami River who is a hairless humanoid frog with dark, wrinkled, slimy, bumpy skin. <sighs> so it sounds kind of like yeah, on brand. Yeah, fit. Um, apparently Shauna Hawk threatened the natives until they fought him off and it went into hiding until the natives eventually were moved from the territory. Wow. Um, they, again, they say it's alleged because it was only referenced after the fact that frogmen came out. Um, so they say like, oh yeah, well they were talking about it in the 17th century, but they also weren't talking about it really until 1955. I see. Um, so apparently they, 
I think this is also Skeptoid Podcast. They did a lot of research to figure out if they could even find Shauna Hawk. And they can't confirm that it actually means river demon. There's no, like, native words that actually make up the phrase Shauna Hawk. There you go. Um, Even after trying to translate the word using Shawnee and, like, Algonquin languages, it Mm -hmm. just, like, doesn't really fit. That could also be totally wrong, but I'm going to go with the people who researched it the most. (laughs) I'm just... (laughs) Their quote... Probably smart. Their quote is... uh, Shauna Hawk is, quote... Likely a false appeal of antiquity or the wisdom of the ancients, as well as a possible attaching of Sasquatch-esque to Frogman. So they're just, like, appropriating this culture and being like, look. Exactly. Oh, that's fucked. So there are no articles or police reports from 1955 or earlier, or uh, later, okay. on online archives, but the argument could be that those those reports were just never digitized, so they do exist, but you just can't find them online. Sure, sure. Also, weather reports do suggest that it was probably cold and icy out, but the argument then is, well, if anything reptilian was out there during that kind of weather, it would have not been able to, like, like handle that weather. Right, right. Because usually frogs and reptiles are, like, hibernating and shit, right? Yeah. Uh, frogs, frogs hibernate, that yeah, I know. Yeah, I mean, and they're, they live in, like, warm, moist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it doesn't really make sense to, like, okay, if the weather was that bad, He's why just like, was there a reptile just hanging out in the middle of the running road? Running around ice skating, no thanks. So if people were to assume that it was this massive reptile, the largest lizard in the region is a broad-headed skink, but it's so small compared to a four-foot. Yeah, like... yeah, it's like you can hold it. Yeah. There's also a common wall lizard, which was introduced to the region in 1950. So the argument there is it may not be the biggest, but it was... It wasn't... Oh, a newer... It was a newer species that no one was oh. familiar with in the 50s. So maybe they saw it and freaked out. Sure. But it's also still small. It's still smaller than the largest lizard, which was also small. Right. Okay. Interesting. So one of the other arguments is just the, you know, one that always works is dog mange. Um, Oh, sure. (laughs) Where with mange, the animal ends up getting hair loss and scabs, and it kind of looks like it's got, like, leather skin Mm. because of all of its wounds. Sad. Um, So they think it could have been a... coyote or it could have been a koi dog which is like a a breed between a domestic dog and a coyote because if that had mange it would look even weirder and more unknown oh yeah and and coyotes have that like skeletal yeah and they can be in packs or they can ride solo and we got a lot of those in oh (laughs) yes Mm -hmm. ride solo (laughs) yikes uh it could also if you're really trying to like stretch it that far they could be lizard people from another planet because (laughs) Oh, right. I forgot that was part of this. Because <laughs> a lot of people do think that it's probably an alien or that they're, they're somehow extraterrestrials. And in a lot of UFO abductions, a lot of people say they see lizard men on lizard-like, board. Lizard-like, yeah. So it could... Oh, remember that one? Oh, wait. You already... Is this what it was where you saw a large frog and we were like, oh, it might be from another planet and all this? Yeah. Remember that? Whatever that story was. was... That's Zanfretta story. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so they, okay. they thought that maybe it was... Oh, got it, got it, The got Loveland it. Frog That's Man. where that came in. Okay. Thank you for that. I just so, yeah. totally forgot the connection. <laughs> so they think it could they think it could be a UFO extraterrestrial. Sure. Um, that was either researching Earth or crash landed on Earth or I don't know. Some something along those lines. The stories are more believed that this thing actually existed in nineteen fifty five. It just happened to be the perfect year for people to like just agree that these stories are real and that the sightings really happened. Because the year before, the creature from the Black Lagoon came out. Oh, no way. Okay. So there's just like probably a mass conspiracy that sort of happened where they socialized it and then people thought they saw something near the water and, and it's it just turned into like a thing. Where you hear about it and you're like, huh, like like what you're talking about Bridgewater Triangle, how it like 
starts a web of and the person in evanston is like oh i also exactly saw it yeah exactly so interesting that seems to be the main argument of like it's just like kind of a mob mentality yeah pretty weird timing otherwise that a year after that movie came out people are now seeing something yeah um it's usually described as an american tall tale like paul bunyan (laughs) um and it's classic though it's definitely more of a legend than a cryptid or an alien but it's you know it's still like a big legend in the area um loveland ohio actually adopted the frogman as their mascot they have a lot of teams called frogmen they have marathons <laughs> of, like the frogman 5k and shit um in 2010 there was a movie called the legend of the loveland frogman uh, created by someone who actually lives in loveland was it patrick no okay <laughs> it was just actually checking. just you and your dad <laughs> it might have been in 2014 a blue gra- this is the thing i need to go check out immediately uh-huh. in 2014 a bluegrass musical came out called hot damn it's the loveland frog Get out of here. Which I am I need to see. Get out of here. And in 2019, a band in Atlanta called Old Sweater wrote a song called Loveland Frogman. Old Sweater? So those are, that's everything I got. But I love Loveland that. Frogman. I love that story. Um, I never heard about it until we started the show and, pe- and uh, people from Cincinnati were like, cover the Loveland Frogman. And I was like, I, I did. don't know what you're talking about. I handled it. Wow. Okay. There's also a castle in Loveland. The Loveland Castle. Yeah, that got mentioned a lot in the story. Yeah. I just actively didn't read it. <laughs> Good. That sounds about right. And I'll figure it out. I'll bring it up somehow, some way, in another form. I'll bring it up. Don't worry. Did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? You can grow lemon, avocado, olive, or fig trees inside your home on top of the wide variety of houseplants available. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. I am so thrilled that we are working with Fast Growing Trees. I spent about an hour and a half on the website trying to decide what I would love to order from their products. They have so many options and you can actually filter it by zones, by growing zones to make sure you know it'll work in your garden. Um, they have everything from massive privacy shrubs and trees to very, very specific flowers. I actually ended up ordering a lilac shrub for my garden. I recently discovered how much I love the smell of lilac and so I I thought, you know what? Perfect chance. Why don't I get some lilac growing in my yard? I think it's going to smell beautiful. And I also got my mom a little lavender plant as an Easter present. Right now, they have some of the best deals online, like up to half off on select plants. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code DRINK at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at fastgrowingtrees.com using the code DRINK at checkout. Fastgrowingtrees.com, code DRINK. Offer is valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. You know when you've got the holidays, the new year, and then all of a sudden it's sort of back to the grind, especially if you run a small business, it can be really hard to get back into the swing of things, but Stamps.com is here to make that a little bit easier for you. Stamps.com streamlines all your mailing and shipping to turbocharge your operational efficiencies. For 25 years now, Stamps.com has been indispensable for over 1 million businesses, whether they're mailing out checks, invoices, legal documents, books, podcast branded koozies, maybe that's just us, or anything else. Get access to to the USPS and UPS mailing services you need to run your business right from your computer anytime, day or night. No lines, no traffic, no waiting. And with rates you can't find anywhere else, like up to, get this, 89% off USPS and UPS, 
how could you go wrong? We have loved Stamps.com for years, not quite 25, but since we started the podcast, which was 2017, and we could not get by without it. I remember there were days where we didn't have Stamps.com, those I call the dark ages, and I was hand shipping everything and driving it on my lunch break to the post office. It was all very hectic. Stamps.com, I do it straight from my house, and it makes my life a trillion times easier. Keep your mailing and shipping moving at the speed of your business with Stamps.com. Sign up with promo code DRINK for a special offer that includes a four-week trial plus free postage and a free digital scale no long-term commitments or contracts just go to stamps.com click the microphone at the top of the page and enter code drink okay i guess it's my turn it is so this is a story that i have actually had bookmarked again since like the beginning of the show oh sometimes i go through my old like bookmarks on chrome and i like just click old links that I was like, I don't know why I saved this. And this was one of them. And I was like, how have I never covered this? Oh, bingo. Bingo, bango. This is the story of James Lloyd, the Rotherham shoe rapist. Ooh. Bringing things down, as usual. I was going to say, we that sentence started really happily. and then It did, didn't it? And it took a dive quick. Yeah. yeah. Well, needless to say, I've now deleted it from my bookmarks. So okay, well. my computer's a little cleaner. Sure. Um, okay. So I figured out how to say Rotherham. It's spelled rotherham but it's like in england so you know you say things the way they're not rotherham. spelled rotherham yeah, yeah the rotherham yeah, yeah. shoe rapist okay well we all say that the same apparently <laughs> that, that word th- that word unfortunately is just the same. rotherham is the tricky one yeah across all languages okay so this takes place in the metropolitan borough of south yorkshire england mm-hmm. um for four years in the 1980s a man stalked the streets of south yorkshire terrorizing women who were walking home after a night out So this would typically occur in the early hours of the morning. A man would lay in wait as women walked from clubs or bars. And when they were alone, the man would grab them from behind, drag them off the street to secluded areas, tie their hands behind their backs with uh, stockings and tights, and then gag them also with stockings and tights. Oh, my God. And would then sexually assault them. He would take his time with the victims um, because they'd be in a secluded area. And so it was just terrorizing these women. Um, and then he would leave the woman behind alive, but he would take uh, her shoes uh, with him as well as often their jewelry, purses, and perfume. So this is kind of the MO was this guy's doing this and taking the women's shoes with him. Got it. Um, so most of the women were in their teens and early 20s, but the victims' ages ranged from 18 to 54. Uh, police tried even at the time. So police were on this at the time um, in the 80s. They used a decoy to try and snare the rapist. They had a woman wandering alone in the streets in high heels, hoping that this guy would jump out and attack. Did not work. They, they, yeah, they then spoke to victims to try and create a, like a composite sketch of, uh, of the attacker. And they released that to the media, but still no hits. And then after, basically after this whole wave of attacks, uh, leaving women in fear, panic, suddenly and inexplicably, the attacks stopped. Oh, so at the time, the crimes were also featured on BBC's Crime Watch, and that actually prompted 350 names uh, to be called into authorities. But while se- several suspects were identified and interviewed, not one person was apprehended. None of them fit. None, they either had an alibi or it just wasn't the right guy. Huh. Um, and eventually the case grew cold, especially because the attacks had already stopped. Um, it wasn't until years later that the case again gained some traction, and this was uh, in the early 2000s. 
I know I've talked about this a lot, but like DNA profiling, forensic DNA became a thing. Um, And so a lot of places started opening cold cases and trying to see if they could strike up matches on things that had grown cold since back in the day. So they actually produced a list of over 40 individuals who could possibly be connected based on the DNA of the semen left um, at the crime scene. So thank God, again, that they saved this yeah. DNA back in the day and not even knowing what it would be, how useful yeah, it would be. Just keeping it and just being like, eh, hopefully Maybe. something will come from this. Exactly. And like preserved it properly because a lot of times it'll right. happen and then it'll be like degraded or it won't work anymore. So yeah. thankfully they had um, some DNA left. And so they created a list of 40 people who could possibly somehow be connected to the case. And um, they went knocking on doors, basically. And, like, just on the third door, that they, uh, the third house that they went to, they met a woman. This is in 2001. And she had actually, her DNA had been collected after she was arrested for a drunk driving conviction. And when her DNA was provided to police, it struck a match to a person on their 40-person list. And the DNA was almost an identical match to the long-lost Rotherham shoe rapist, a man who happened to be this woman's brother. So that's not good. She gets arrested just on a whim for a drunk driving charge. And suddenly, bingo, bingo, even though this other guy has never been put in the system because of familial DNA profiling, they're able to connect them. So so it's been 17 years since the case had kind of grown cold. And finally, police had a name. The guy's name was James Lloyd. He was a local family man from Thernsco, I think it's pronounced. We'll see if you yell at me. Well, no. We'll, <laughs> we'll know, know one way or the other. Um, a local family man from Thernsco in South Yorkshire and a loving father of two. Now, these phrases are actual ones that I pulled from the article. So, like, I'm not putting my spin on this. I'm reading what the media spin was on this. Oh, God. Okay. Loving father of two. <clears throat> he was a manager at Dern, or Dern Valley Printers, a printing firm where he'd worked since the age of 15. He was regarded as a, quote, pillar of the community. Mm-hmm, they always are. <laughs> always. Always. It's, like, laughable at this point. If you know a pillar in the, of the community... Just be nervous. Call the police, please. Just, mm, just be like, I, we should check it out. We Listen, should check it out. I live next to this guy named Jim. He's a pillar of the community. I think he should be arrested. If you're a pillar of the community, just offer up your fingerprints now. Just do. Just right. to save everyone Clear trouble your later. name. Exactly. Yeah. Especially if, uh, if you're... A loving, normal neighbor. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. If you're as normal as they come, I'm watching you. Yep. We are. We don't like it. We don't like it one bit. Okay. So in the Yorkshire Post, he was actually called a paragon of virtue. Oh, I'm me like, too. Obviously not. Like, yeah. why are you calling him that? Yikes. <laughs> he proved exactly the opposite. Okay. Can you change my name in your phone to paragon of virtue? If you delete the Kermit thing. No. Uh, that's never going to happen, huh? Mm. No. If you, you can put me as the AFI lead singer. And <laughs> just the jawline, though. Just zoom in on the jawline. People used to print that out. Really? In the fucking computer lab. I know. People listen. I had a oh hard time God. in high school. Just listen. There's a reason I listened to AFI. <laughs> <laughs> and it's not because I looked like the singer. Okay. Um, da-da-da. So this guy's sister, she is like called in on this, has no idea about any of this with her brother. So she calls her brother and is like, hey, the police are going to come ask for your DNA. Like, they're saying that you're linked to some sort of crimes from the 80s. So she calls him and tells him. After he finds out the police are on to him, Lloyd calls his father and says, look after my children. I have committed a series of offenses 20 years ago. Then attempts to take his own life by hanging in the garage. 
However, the suicide attempt was stopped when his son found him in the garage as he came home from school. Oh, no. Yeah. Talk about traumatic. Uh, police immediately swoop in to investigate. Uh, turns out not only did James Lloyd work at a local printing shop, he had also taken on a second job as a taxi driver where he would uh, roam the streets at night, interestingly. Okay, now I see. To kind of cover up why he was out of the house late at night and mm-hmm. that kind of thing. When police found, uh, when police searched his home, they found nothing. Did they? At all. But then his wife inadvertently tipped them off by mentioning how much time he spent at work at the printing firm he ran. Okay. And they're like, oh, great. We'll go there. Let's go do some digging then. Let's go do some digging. Police went straight to his workplace, Dern Valley Printers, and also found nothing. But then an employee <laughs> explained, yeah, uh, he spends a lot of time in his office and he doesn't really like any of the employees going in there. And they're like, okay. Jackpot. Got it. A search of his office revealed once again, nothing. Until I don't like this game anymore. <laughs> they found a trap door. <gasps> I know. Oh, how do you even actually make a trap I door no in a building surrounded by people? And also like what? constitutes a trap door because i'm like a right. trap door sounds like you're gonna pull a lever and like indiana jones is right. gonna fall through it or something but i don't <laughs> know like this seems less like a trap door and more like a just like a closet full of terrible things oh okay i don't, I don't really know like just like a hole and under there maybe yeah i don't like it yeah, i don't like it either it's bad it's all bad so they found this quote-unquote trap door uh in the trap door there were hidden bags containing more than 100 pairs of high-heeled shoes as well as stockings and tights that Lloyd had used to tie up his victims. Oh, my goodness. Uh, oh, my goodness. Yeah, not a fun trapdoor. No. Um, so Detective Inspector Angela Wright, who was actually credited with catching Lloyd and was at the scene when they discovered all this, was later quoted as saying, I just remember them bringing these shoes down. It was marvelous. I knew then we finally had our man. So they were watching as as detectives literally or police literally just dragged down bags of these shoes from his office like uh, it's just so creepy um so some of the shoes looked like they had been purchased on like shoe fetish websites and had never been worn and she said even like were so absurd that like a woman probably couldn't even wear them because they were like so they were like huh. created as like to look at not to sure. wear sure display shoes yes 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 display them in your trap door you yes know. exactly <laughs> Um, but she said many of the shoes had obviously been worn and they did belong to someone at one point, which was like very unsettling. Oh no. Um, so back in the eighties, detectives had actually asked the question whether the shoes were taken just to slow the woman down. Like if that was the reason he stole their shoes or to stop her from escaping. But now they finally had their answer. No, these were trophies and he was keeping them after he attacked his victims. Awful. Basically his undoing. Um, According to Detective Inspector Wright, some of the shoes were indeed identified by victims as their own shoes from the 80s. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? That's terrible. I I just got chills from that. Like, they would literally look through hundreds of pairs of shoes and say, those are mine. (sighs) Those are mine. He took those from me. It's really, really, really scary. Oh, my God. So when asked about the significant number of shoes recovered, Detective Wright said, there may be other victims who haven't come forward. There probably are. So... They are searching. They're pulling out all these shoes, these tights, etc. They also find a document called The Perfect Victim. What? Oh, God. It, the document detailed rapes identical to those committed by Lloyd. And it also described the trussing up, which is like the tying up with like, like tying your limbs behind you and stuff like that. Ugh. The trussing up and raping of women in the way Lloyd carried out his attacks. 
but it was not clear whether Lloyd wrote the document himself or whether he just had it and copied it. Like, it's not clear who wrote the document, but it clearly described attacks exactly the way that he did them. Wow. I imagine he wrote it. I don't know why else. I mean, they didn't seem to find any copies anywhere else, so I don't know why else it would exist. But oh my gosh. they couldn't confirm for sure that he had written it. Um, so interestingly, while he was active in the 80s, like I said, remember the attacks just like suddenly stopped inexplicably. Yeah. You get married? Yep. <laughs> exactly. They always do. They always do. Apparently, he stopped his crimes when he got married and started a family. At just least he's like, committed to bam. his wife. Well, uh, yes. Never, never mind. Exactly. That is exactly true. Part of the reason may be explained by a series of videos they found in Lloyd's possessions. The videos show him and his wife, Pat, having sex. She was often tied up and appeared to be comatose, <gasps> while Lloyd was extremely interested in the stilettos she was wearing and re- would replace them if one fell off. And uh, the videos also allegedly showed Lloyd using stilettos as part of penetrative sex. <gasps> and obviously, this is not wrong in any way because the wife said, I was a willing participant. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. this is not a tactic. You should preface that. <laughs> Sorry. Okay. I just... Well, they found the videos and they were like, holy shit. And then they talked to her and she's oh, okay. like, no, okay. no, I know about the videos. Like, Ooh. I was part of it. I so. thought he was filming them. You said she looked comatose yes. and I assumed she they, was unconscious. They did too. They did too. So that's okay. why I didn't press it because like they they saw this and thought, oh my God, he's drugging his wife and attacking her. That's but what I thought too. She herself said she consented to all the acts in the videos. She wasn't being drugged. Got it. It was okay. like role play. Um, but the point of that story is basically it may explain why his attacks on strangers stopped because he was like able to do fulfilling this exactly at Got home it. with Pat. So when he was arrested, uh, Lloyd told officers, I knew that was coming. I was a bastard 20 years ago. So like he had been basically knowing eventually he would get arrested, but how can hadn't he not attacked in 20 years? So it's like really creepy. It's like those, it's like golden state killer. Like he's just sitting in his house like for decades yeah. And then finally, years after the attacks even stopped, someone just shows up and is like, we finally found you. So he basically was like, yep, I did it. Um, wow. He hadn't attacked, like I said, a woman in, I think, 17 years at this point. And he probably would have remained free to this day if either his sister hadn't been arrested on a drunk driving charge or if he hadn't um, had his undoing of collecting trophies. Sure. Collecting. Because if they hadn't found anything in his house, office, or et cetera, like, they wouldn't have been able to pin this on him. Um, and this is especially true considering how normal and a pillar of the community this guy was. Yep. Uh, so I actually got a bunch of quotes because this seems to be like a very, um, it's like, <laughs> it seems to be just one of the favorite things for the news to write about, like how normal he was, you know? Okay, let's like, hear I feel it. like it's just such a classic story, like the everyday or the girl next the door. The common man. The common guy that hosted barbecues all american next door neighbor totally hiding a secret like it's just one of the best like the favorite spins that newspapers put um on these stories so i'm gonna read some of the (laughs) the clips that i found to describe how just how normal this guy was so let's see former neighbors said quote we can hardly believe it it doesn't seem real that someone like jim could do something like that he was a typical family man just a hard-working bloke (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Just a hardworking bloke who seemed decent. He was a workaholic who sometimes worked 13-hour days. I'm like, that's not what he was doing. He had a trap door. Yeah. Uh, uh, Somebody said, our child used to play at his house. This has made us feel physically sick. Yeah. Yikes. Really scary. An acquaintance said, a lot of people are really upset about it because they liked him, and now they just don't know what to think. So it's almost that feeling of like, 
oh, I never sensed anything off about this person. And how scary is that? That like, I yeah, it makes you wonder know. about yourself. Like, oh, if I never felt fear around him, uh-huh. then I should have. Who else should I Completely. not trust? Yeah, like, and you don't that you that way you don't trust your own instincts at that point. It's like, or you question your own instincts. Like, I never thought anything was wrong. Um, so it's a little unsettling for a lot of people. Um, people in his own family were like utterly shocked by this news. They had no idea about it when he met his current wife. By the time he had met his current current wife, Pat, uh, he had already stopped his crime, so there was no way she could have like accidentally like saw him him sneaking in exactly exactly so he had already stopped and um in the years since then he had not done anything to arouse suspicion as far as like getting arrested or anything like that um he actually spent so much time at work that he had apparently little time for outside hobbies so like he was either at work or at home so his wife never thought like what's he doing out there right um and it makes sense now that he had all this stuff at his office so it's like he didn't need to go anywhere um, his brother-in-law, so his wife's brother, John Willis, said that Pat was under extreme stress, obviously, as a result of the situation. She didn't know what the hell to make of it. She was like, this is my husband. Like, I had never had any reason to question him. Um, and her brother, so his brother-in-law, said, quote, it has taken everyone completely by surprise. He's such a well-respected man that it takes your breath away. I have known him for 22 years through my sister. 22 years. That's like... I can't imagine knowing someone for even five years and having them so... No! I mean, how long have I known you? How long have we known each other? Can you imagine? uh, No. No. (laughs) So it's like... And you... Especially if you're family, you live together. It's like... The fact that you would just have no idea, that must be so traumatizing to, like, learn this about somebody. Imagine if you, like, found this out about Blaze. Like... I know. Ten years into your marriage. And we've been married, like, one year almost. (laughs) Like, I can't fathom 22 (laughs) years. Um, and so he continued to say, there was no indication about this guy whatsoever that he had any interest in anything other than being Mr. Boring, pipe and slippers. Pipe and slippers. He didn't even go out for a drink. Words fail me. So like this guy didn't even have vices that they knew of. Like they were like, he's so boring. He's just an everyday guy. Like goes to work, goes home, goes, watches TV, goes to bed. Like just so blends in with society. Yep. Pipe and and slippers. That's what I always say. Pipe and slippers. Oh God. So... If you know a guy like that, careful. Um, he said, if you were to paint a picture of someone who would not commit that sort of crime, it would be my brother-in-law. That part of his character was like a closed book. He was a workaholic with few outside interests. So, point being, this is how people saw him. This is how shocking this was to the community and his own family. It's not even like a neighbor being like, oh, well, like, I never knew. It's, it's like, like his, his own, own wife. wife. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so he, once he was arrested, he said, I was a bastard 20 years ago. I knew this would happen. He admitted raping a 21 year old woman, uh, in December of 1983, a 21 year old woman in October, 1984, an 18 year old, uh, woman in December, 1984, an 18 year old in August, 1986. He also admitted two attempted rapes in February, 1983 and June, 2004 attempted, but denied stealing a pair of black and gold stilettos from a woman in October, 1982, that they had tra- that's where he draws the line. <laughs> yeah he's like okay i didn't want those shoes no and he also denied another attempted rape that they had tried to pin on him so officially only four victims came forward um police believe have stated they believe lloyd may have had as many as 120 victims <gasps> yeah wow that's uh, that takes a jump yeah yeah wow big okay. jump right so four were like the confirmed 
stepped forward and he admitted to them. And then they said, based on the shoes, not all of them were worn, but like a lot of them were clearly worn by people before. And again, he could have purchased those as well. Sure. But just based on what they found, they believe he could have had up to 120 victims. It was probably not that high, but even half of that, like even it's even four, you know, but it's just very scary. Mm. So not um, everyone has come forward, they believe. So Lloyd was 50 at the time of his trial. He apparently sobbed in court as he heard his sentence. It was life in prison. Then he was told he would spend 14 and a half years in jail, but his time was later cut to seven years and 263 days, and he is now out. So that didn't last, didn't last very long. Oh, my God. Several of Lloyd's victims attended the trial, and as he was led out of the courtroom by two security officers, one of his victims shouted, Rot in hell. Okay. Yeah, agree. Because of the shortened jail sentence of about seven years, which was handed down in 2006, he's been out for, I don't know, like five, six years now. Is his wife still with him? I don't know. I couldn't find anything. That's... I think they'd like really pulled themselves out of. But gotcha. she, she was with him like on during at least the time of the trial when all the news was coming out. She was definitely with him still. Okay. But it's I who knows I now? couldn't find anything about now. Um, that being said, Lloyd's arrest and conviction, even though he's out now, is now hailed as the biggest success using familial profiling. Well, probably not since Golden State Killer. But sure. one of the biggest, at least probably um, in the UK. In fact, while the technique, which costs around 5,000 euro per search, isn't used routinely at this point yet, um, it's believed that this case directly could influence the use of familial, pro- familial profiling and lead to much more widely implemented use. So they said, you know, even though this guy got out, hopefully the fact that this worked so well will like convince funding for this type of research and hopefully use it on many more cases in the future um i mean we've noticed that even in the u.s like cases are reopening finally from like decades ago and um hopefully we're getting closer to catching the zodiac yay scientists also expect dna technology obviously to advance in the next few years uh lester university academics are working on ways to predict surnames so last names from dna which is really interesting so basically what they do is they study the dna on the basis that many people sharing the same last name have the same distant heritage and genetic similarities so they can try and narrow down like what someone's last name could be based on their dna get out that's pretty cool crazy i just said it's It's like ancestry.com and (laughs) but like like, (laughs) but using their dna in a very different way like murder Uh, like murder 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 crime i don't know i don't like it i don't like it at i mean all. But i love it but it's great <laughs> a lot of opinions sorry there. sorry we just it's spooky ooky it is spooky ooky i'll give you that um yeah no it's very good but it's it's definitely like it's a little crazy and scary how like technology is able to do that but also i'm terrified every day of how i'm like i mean granted i have never done anything that i know of right, like right. as an illegal crime but i'm terrified of the technology that hasn't actually shown up yet that i'm gonna get like busted for something yeah you never know i've already decided in my like paranoid state that i've committed thousands (laughs) of like bloody crimes well i'm glad that you're admitting it on air they're gonna cut that part out and use it in your trial i i can't to date i can't think of anything but i've already decided i must be responsible for everything and one day technology is gonna come and like i'm gonna get framed i don't know what's gonna happen but when people get really scared about that i'm like dude everyone is now being i'm sorry everyone is being tracked like i know when people are I mean, like yeah. oh facebook knows what i'm saying i'm like what you're saying is probably not that interesting aunt jane like when my aunt is like oh 
that's a made up name to protect identities because Aunt Jane thinks that literally the government is tracking her every move. And I'm like, you're a stay at home mom with a three year old and you just go to like quilting on the weekends. I think the government is tracking her every move in case they ever need it. Yeah, but like, it. right. But they're not listening I'm like, if right it doesn't now. matter, like, right. I'm like, they're not looking at you. They're looking at like ISIS member. You know what I mean? I'm like, also the second that time travel exists and cops can use uh, that to go back to exact moments and find out when things happened everyone is in trouble when you mean, like you any crim- I mean, any criminal is in you trouble. don't think it already exists i do but i'm trying to sound a little more <laughs> like coherent for your trial <laughs> your characters I'm, I'm trying to pretend that i have some competency <laughs> um anyway yeah point being um it's pretty cool i mean it's really great because they are really catching people mm-hmm. now and like using this for for the betterment of society but it is crazy you know that it can happen yeah and 10 years 20 years ago like this was absurd to even think that this could be possible and now they're like predicting people's last names based on their dna which is just so fascinating to me um i didn't change my last name so they're not going to catch me hey Hey. you're just connected genetically to bernie schieffer oh wait i guess that doesn't make sense so i should (laughs) change my name and then maybe they won't connect okay forget it i actually just change your name to something totally different and we're both gonna end up in jail together let's just (laughs) i think we knew this from day one and that's why we hope we get out early that's why we drink toilet wine Mm -hmm. uh hooch hooch yes that uh finally i'll get you to drink with me Hopefully. Look, if if I, that's what it takes, I'll send bring you to jail. If with I ever me. end up locked up or something, I'll I'll drink some hooch. Yay. Uh, fingers crossed I never do though. I fingers like... crossed we get there. Oh my god. I'm sorry. This is not funny. Okay. I'm so paranoid. We are not criminals. Thank God. I'm listen, we'd be the worst criminal. If we were criminals, you would have figured it out by now. Just trust me. Do I I we don't even know what salt is made of. We, <laughs> we don't even know when the Civil War is. We don't know much about it. We anything. don't know shapes. How no. on earth could we cover that kind of stuff you can't up. expect that from us um one day the inquirer will put out a story about us like being some <laughs> wild like genius criminals sure and i'll let it happen and we'll let it happen we'll You're finally right, be famous okay i'm so sorry they were pillars of the community see that's other thing <laughs> we're not pillars of the community so we couldn't be anything yeah we don't blend in well we don't blend in okay sorry i'm gonna get back to the story now um da 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 so they're basically trying to get people's last names there's also research being conducted into identifying racial features stature and eye color from dna Mm. to be able to um, create a better profile of um, who an attacker might be Uh, so this case actually inspired a novel called dead like you by former crime reporter phil turner and when he was interviewed he explained why he wrote the book saying quote many of our worst monsters don't walk around with the words rapist or serial killer tattooed on their foreheads they wear suits and spectacles they are often successful professionals or businessmen most of them with adoring wives and children and viewed by their friends and neighbors as pillars of their community Mm -hmm. and i think that is something interesting to keep in mind we always say trust your gut and 100 percent do that but also you can't necessarily trust everyone um maybe that's just me being paranoid but uh there are people hiding in monsters hiding in plain sight and this a wolf is, in sheep's skin exactly and this is one perfect example of that and that is the story of james lloyd the rotherham shoe rapist hmm. and because i used so many quotes and i didn't want to put them all within the text because it was just a lot i just want to add the sources that i used were the sun mirror metro the guardian bbc yorkshire post telegraph and rotherham advertiser because there were a lot of quotes in there about pillars of the community and i had a lot of tabs open so. great that's that. <laughs> Thank you for that. I can finally delete that off my freaking bookmarks list. Thank God. Well, 
Well, that's 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 that on that story about a trapdoor. Not a fun one, though. Uh, well, I wish I had a nice anecdote to end this on, but people I don't think have, I do. Some people have sent in new suggestions for, like, endings. They said maybe we read, like, a listener story, but that just adds so much more work having, you know... Uh, we're not usually that well prepared we could do that no we're not it's i know it seems like we have our shit together we don't though this green screen is very uh (laughs) very deceiving it is yeah it is uh hmm what should we talk about um i don't know i mean i guess we can just say uh bye oh (laughs) just kidding i'm sorry list where they can find us oh right if they're new i don't know how we still don't know how to do this podcast uh if you want to find us on social media, we are on Facebook, well, on Twitter and Instagram at ATWWD Podcast. Uh, we have a website, and that's why we drink.com, where you can find all of our goodies and information and fun stuff. Go find our goodies. You can also find our YouTube if you are not currently watching it mm-hmm. at youtube.com slash C slash ATWWD Podcast. Yeah. Uh, YouTube.com slash C slash and that's why we drink. Oh, LOL. LOL. Sweet. Um, what else is going on? We have an email, and that's why we drink at gmail.com, where you can send in your personal true crime and paranormal listener stories, mm-hmm. and they will go into the running for potentially being read in our next listeners I episode. I believe we're trying to do doppelgangers this time, so we'll see. If you guys have any good ones, send them in. And we always post our listeners, uh, our monthly listeners episode on the first of every month. Uh, I think that's it. I think that's it, guys. Thank you for listening. Um, hopefully, I've figured out the audio. I know everyone's yelling about the audio. Listen, it's a lot of it's a learning. Curve. We told you we're trying. Look, we told you in episode one on YouTube that this was it was only going to get better, and then the next time you, you tuned we in, we had a green screen, and so, everyone's like, "Well, where's the audio?" And I said, "Look, I'm, beggars can't be choosers. We're going to get there." It someone just was like yelling. I woke up to this comment about the audio, and I just wrote back, "I'm trying." <laughs> <laughs> and then I just closed the app. So I probably just yelled at someone and I'm sorry, but it's like we're gun- it's trying to get done. Everything's going to look and sound so much better. Just step by step, day by day. That's at least what we tell ourselves before we go to bed to make ourselves That's sleep. That's the truth. So anyway, thanks for listening slash watching, guys. We are so happy you're here with us. And that's why we drink. <laughs> Bye.